0: Welcome back, guys. You're with us here with Encounter with God on Faith FM. We are in the Book of Acts. We are working through our, our way through the Book of Acts, and as we get into our Encounter with God section, do we have another clue for our quiz? Yes, we do. Again, <coughs> so this one is—I I will admit—this one is a little obscure. Mm-hmm.
1: It's, uh, yeah, it's. You know, you're gonna you're gonna struggle if you don't know anything about the Bible. But I'm sh- I'm sure that by the end we can you know there'll be there'll be someone. My, I get might give
0: it. you a couple of extra clues right here, but let's see what our third clue is. All right,
1: so our third clue for today is quote, <coughs> my people are destroyed from lack of knowledge.
0: Okay, all
1: right, so you can just look that up in your Bible app.
0: Here's a clue. This is from a similar. A, a few days ago, we had a what book am I quiz. Mm-hmm. This uh, this particular book is from the same part of the, – from the same testament mm-hmm. and the same part of the Bible. Mm-hmm. So it's from the Old Testament minor prophets. There you go. All right, Old Testament minor prophets. You know the answer. Do a bit of uh, quick research. Grab your Bible. Go digging. 1-800-324-843 is our number. And as we get into our um, – <coughs> as we get into our our, our – Encounter with God. We have a phone call coming through. Yeah, we have a phone call. Someone wants
1: to. Marta, hit us up.
0: (coughs) Hello. Hey, How are you? Yeah, good. Thank you. Um, Is that Lorraine?
2: Yeah, it's Lorraine.
0: Wonderful. And uh, yeah, I was
2: just traveling. We just traveling out together. We are listening to the breakfast show. We love it. We love it. But like,
0: I, yes, Lorraine, I'm, I'm, I'm very sorry, but um, I am struggling to hear you at the moment. Um, <clears throat> your phone line is not coming through very clearly at all. What I might do is might just pass you back to Marta real quick. We can see if we can get, get that sorted out. And, uh, and we'll try again in a moment. So uh, we're going to move on with our Bible study at this time. Hopefully we can get a, uh, a clearer line there yeah. for Lorraine. Could, could you, were you getting, were you, figuring, you Yeah, no, I wasn't, I wasn't yeah, I, getting I, I much could hear, I could hear words, but I couldn't hear what they were. So <laughs> that's really unfortunate. It's good to have somebody who, yeah. um, who wants to call in with uh, some questions and contribution. But, um, um, and Marta tells me that they want to talk about something to do with uh, what we're talking about, false prophets, earlier on. Amazing. So that sounds exciting. Awesome. Okay, so finally in the book of Acts, mm-hmm. Paul is going to arrive in Rome. Yes, we'll, we'll he get is. We'll, we'll get back to Lorraine as soon as we can get a clear line there. So um, <clears throat> let's go back to uh, Paul as he is heading for Rome. Uh, where did we get up to? We got up to verses verse 15. Verse 15. Okay. Yep. All right. Why don't you read for us down to verse 17, please?
1: Okay, I read 15 to 17 in Acts 28. Man, we're, we're closing up, dude. This is like, this is the last book. <laughs> and and uh, you think last about chapter.
0: How, how long it's taken Paul to get to Rome. Mm. I mean, he was in Jerusalem, then he was imprisoned in Jerusalem. And, uh, okay, we're ready to have another, another crack at this phone call? All right. all right. <laughs> Hello, Lorraine. Hey, Lyle. Uh, that's much better. I can hear you now. Yeah, awesome.
3: <laughs> Okay, yeah, so we just had a question on um, the false prophet you were talking about earlier. Yes. Mm. Yeah, and so like we're just thinking, so like, um, do you know the show The Simpsons? Yeah. The Simpsons. The Simpsons,
0: Simpsons. Yeah. The Simpsons so, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The Simpsons, yeah.
3: Yeah, they, they tend to predict like uh, future events. Like one of the examples is like um, Trump like becoming president. It predicted that before the elections came about. And so, like, we're just wondering, like, is that, and then there's churches that do predict, like, the future and that it does come to happen. So, like, my question is, like, how do you, how, like, how is that? Like, why is that? That, like, cause it, even in the Bible says, if they speak of the law and prophets, then that's when, you know, you know that they're, they're, real, they're the real, the mm-hmm. real deal, right? But these people, I don't think, like, the Simpsons in the Bible showing then, you know, they don't speak of the, um, of the law and prophets, but yet they do.
4: You know,
0: they do the Yeah. So how is that? Yeah. This Good, is, question. This Good question. Is, Good question. Is, Lawson, this is, Lawson is... is sitting in his seat, just uh, itching to, to, to yeah. comment on this one. No, because I've I've seen
1: this stuff floating around the internet for sure. Um, like you know, the prediction of Donald Trump being president, and there's like some pretty accurate stuff in in this particular episode of The Simpsons where Donald Trump becomes president. And I think that my understanding of it because I, I've seen this stuff and I've been like really stumped. I'm like, oh man, there are some really exp- like you know, explicit details of really, you know, getting down to things that that, that would be near impossible to predict. I'm like, dude, that's, that's hectic. <laughs> All right. So, like, uh, how, do, how does
0: this happen? Lawson, uh, I'm, I'm, I am keen to hear how, how you see this as, as, as being something that happens.
1: So, basically, my understanding is, you know, the Bible says, um, <coughs> you know, for we do not war against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers. Mm-hmm. Out, like, there have been prophets who have been, tested you know to be false who have Mm -hmm. still predicted profound things
0: oh absolutely because
1: you know it's not by their own strength but there's some supernatural force
0: helping helping them out okay so satan cannot tell the future but he can Mm. manipulate the future yeah for sure and this is one of the ways that he actually entraps people is by you know you go to your your local palm reader or tea reader or, or or whatever else and uh um, and and they tell you your future and then that happens and people then get entrapped into a dark place mm. um <clears throat> this is this is something the way that, that this takes place not because satan knows the future but because he can manipulate events to um to make it look like he does know the future
1: mm. i think the thing that's so important for us <clears throat> you know because the the bible says that satan's going to be able to perform mir- miracles in the end times that will be counterfeits of God, but will be so indistinguishable um, from from the actual acts um, that, you know, ultimately our only basis or knowledge of that is, like, the purpose. Like, okay, what is the purpose of these miracles? And you see something like The Simpsons, right? And you say, okay, what is the purpose of it to show, you know, so, like so, the Simpsons creators have maybe been inspired by some way Um By some principality. Okay, I have a question question for you. Okay, okay, are you you, you, you saying
0: that the symptoms are inspired by Satan? Potentially. Okay. See, see, this is this is the
1: thing: is that ultimately, you know, people can Satan can give people predictions, all these things. But the thing that makes them a real prophet of God is if it's based on the testimony of the Bible. Okay. If if it's (laughs) you know, this is how we test a prophet. Mm -hmm. You know, this is the Bible. The biblical thing is not that they can tell the future. Because that's something that, you know, not necessarily, like you said, Satan can tell the future, but he can nip- manipulate the future. The mm-hmm. the criteria isn't like whether they can tell the future or not because Satan's used people in the past. Many times you think of Nostradamus and all these different people to predict events that will happen in the future. Um, but the true test is whether it's, you know, according to the Bible, what they're saying. Like,
0: Well, here's the first thing. Has everything that was predicted by the Simpsons... Ever, has everything that was ever predicted by the symptoms, and not just the Donald Trump thing, but has everything that was ever predicted by the symptoms happened? That's, that's probably a good place to start. I don't know. Never watched the show. No interest in The Simpsons. Mm. Um, couldn't tell you the answer to that. The second thing that we need to do then, um, and Lorraine, just coming back to you very quickly, is to look at, yeah. okay, do, do these prophecies actually come from God? Just because something uh, is prophesied and fulfilled does not necessarily mean it comes from God. It uh, may be happenstance or it may come from a supernatural source other than God, in other words, the devil. Um, and, and we are never in a position to know that. However, we do we are able to test whether they come from God or not. So if the Simpsons are a, a means that God is communicating to the earth, we need to ask ourselves, you know, do they, do they fulfill the test? So do they speak according to the law and the testimony? The testimony is um, the writings of the Bible, so do the Simpsons uphold the whole of Scripture? Do they teach the Ten Commandments? Do they promote the Ten Commandments, the Law of God? Um, <clears throat> do, they, um, do they do all of their one hundred percent of their prophecies come true? Do they teach that Jesus Christ came to this earth in human flesh? Uh, do they teach that it is abomination to um, have anything to do with you know with, with you know contact with the dead and and uh, you know seances and these kinds of things? And if you find that if the Simpsons fall down on any single one of these categories, then they are clearly a false prophet.
1: And I can attest as someone who's lost, watched a lot of Simpsons growing up that they <laughs> definitely do. <laughs> they definitely don't uh, fill all these categories. Yeah, so. I
0: don't know that I've ever watched a full episode, you know. Maybe I have. I, I can't remember. Oh no, man,
1: it was every, you know, f- for me before I was a Christian, before I went to church, it was Saturdays, <laughs> man. Saturdays was Simpson days. But now Saturdays is Jesus days, but Lorraine, thanks so much for calling and asking us this question because it's in, it's an important one, you know, because people have predicted the future and it's come true, and it's like, oh, how do we know that they're legit? So thanks.
0: That was Lorraine uh, with uh, who's traveling tra- currently traveling to Ghana right now with a question about uh, the gift of prophecy. Moving on with the show, um, we are going to go back to the Book of Acts. Uh, great discussion there, by the way. Mm. If you've got more questions, give us a call.
1: You're listening to Faith FM, positively different
0: radio. All right, so back with the book of Acts. Let's go to, um, <coughs> uh, let me see here, Acts chapter 15. No, sorry, Acts chapter 28, 28 and verse 15. Verse 15. Yeah, and I was yeah. going to read there. So
1: let's go. Um, the Bible says in Acts chapter 28 and verse 15, The brothers and sisters in Rome had heard we were coming, and they came to meet us at the forum on the... On the Apian Way, others joined us at the th- the three taverns. When Paul saw them, he encouraged and thanked God. When we arrived in Rome, Paul was permitted to have his own private lodging, though he was guarded by a soldier. Um.
0: Okay, so this is interesting. We can stop there and comment on this for a moment mm-hmm. because I, I think it's worthwhile noting Paul was not seen as being a a, a large flight risk. Yeah. He was not immediately thrown into a dungeon. Uh, He was able to rent himself a house. Mm -hmm. Um, He is is guarded, yes. They're making sure that he doesn't get away, but he has uh, (coughs) relative freedom right now. Mm. And so that's a good thing because that's going to enable him to – to continue on with um, his work here in in, in the city of Rome. All right, keep reading. We'll, We'll take this up a little bit further and find out what does Paul do as soon as he gets settled down. Yep.
1: So we're picking up in verse 17. The Bible says, Three days after Paul's arrival, he called together the local Jewish leaders, and he said to them, Brothers, I was arrested in Jerusalem and handed over to the Roman government, even though I had done nothing against our people or customs of our ancestors. The Romans tried me and wanted to release me because they found no cause for, death, for, for the death sentence. But when Jewish leaders protested the decision, I felt it necessary to appeal to Caesar. Even though I had no desire to press charges against my own people, I asked you to come here today so we could get acquainted and so I could explain to you that I am bound with this chain because I believe that the hope of Israel, the Messiah,
0: has already come. Okay, so what's the very first thing that Paul does? He gets settled down, and, and, and what does he do?
1: He, he talks to them. He talks to the local Jewish leaders. He goes out and preaches.
0: Now, you would, well, you would think that um, he would probably, you know, I mean, if it was me, the first thing I would do would be to go out and to contact the, um, the Christians who were there in Rome. Mm. Yeah, you know, let's have a, Let's have a, Let's have a, let's get together. Let's have a meeting. Let's let's do some preaching. Let's do some teaching. Let's study the Bible together. Let's share together. But he doesn't actually do this. He he. Why do you think that he, he talks to the Jewish leaders?
1: Maybe for the the aim of maybe they've heard something about him and he's trying to to persuade them in a certain way. Try to talk to them, evangelize to them. I don't know. What, what do you think? Lyle?
0: well, it's typical of uh, <coughs> of Paul's technique. Paul always mm-hmm. started with the um, with the Jews because they were the people. They had been the people of God. Mm-hmm. They had the Bible. They had you know they, they used exactly the same Bible that Paul was using. Mm-hmm. They were already believers in Yahweh. You know, they were already believers mm-hmm. in the true God. The Jewish people did not really need to do much to become a Christian. They were much closer to Christianity than the pagans. Yeah, wow. So for the pagans, it was a complete change of religion, a complete change of gods. Mm. For a Jewish person, it did not involve a change of gods. It simply involved the acceptance of Jesus Christ as the Messiah and as the fulfilment of everything that their religion had been pointing forward to. Yeah. And so... Yeah, Paul made this his practice wherever he went. He would start with the uh, with, with the local Jewish people and move on from there. Now, of course, Christianity has been around for a long time now. You know, 20, 30, 40 years down the track. And it is exploding around the world and it has created hostility wherever it goes. And you find that hostility exists even here in Rome because, you know, when Christianity first arrived in Rome, we, we read, you know, in the story of Aquila and Priscilla, how that. Um, <coughs> The disruption that it caused ended up with all of the Jews, whether Christian or non Christian or, or, or Jewish, being expelled from the city of Rome. Mm. But of course that hasn't stayed that way. We also find another another thought here is that, you know, Paul is under house arrest. Yeah. But house arrest is a little bit different from what house arrest is today. Mm-hmm. today you're placed under house arrest the are going to come around on a regular occasion, and each time when they come around they're going to you know, basically check that you are there and that you haven't run off mm-hmm. um <coughs> and very very clearly paul is still there he has not run off and um and as as but but they 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 still uh maintain that maintain him in chains mm-hmm you know, it's just a matter, not a, it's not a matter of the cops turning up and just like, yeah, is he still here? No, the, 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 the soldier is there around the clock and he remains in chains, which mm. is, you know, it's, it's, it's not so great. So it's, it's not like these days when uh, someone gets um, sentenced to house arrest and they're given like, you know, six months of Netflix or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> Sentence of Netflix. <clears throat> yes. Amazing. Not mentioning some of uh, the prominent... Um, People in our community here covering up job um, molestation and so forth. Um, we probably shouldn't get sidetracked onto that yeah. subject yeah, this morning. It's a bit of a pet peeve careful. of mine that uh, we need to do something about changing our laws here in Australia to accurately reflect public opinion as to what mm-hmm. should happen to people in these kinds of uh, circumstances. Okay, <clears throat> let's go. Let's look here. Acts. Uh, let me just flick over here very quickly. I want to read this to you. Very Acts twenty eight. Where did Acts 28 28 go? Oh, we lost it. It's not in my Bible. Here it is. In verse 22, it says, For this cause, therefore, I have called you to see you and to speak with you, because that for the hope of Israel I am bound with this chain. And Mm. so this is is really, um, you know, This is this is this is this is what it's all about. They reply, and it's and it's kind of polite what they said. They said, "We we neither received letters of Judea concerning you nor any of the brethren that came um, or spoke any harm of you, but we desire to hear of you, what you think for as concerning this sect. For we know that everywhere it is spoken against." Mm -hmm. And so we find that yeah, everywhere that uh, Christianity existed, it is it has been spoken against. All right, how can we stay faithful? Here's a question. How can we stay faithful when we're persecuted for our faith? Have you ever been persecuted for your faith?
1: Um, I, I don't think on a physical level, but I've... On an emotional level? I think, yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. I, I've copped, um, yeah, some actually really nasty online social media stuff for my, for my beliefs. Mm-hmm. Um, that came in the form of, of last year um, in the heat of the whole, you know, gay marriage debate mm-hmm. um, and the, the, the opinion poll. Um, like I'm just putting it out there. My opinion was was uh, to be honest. My like my opinion was no, cause, mm-hmm. not because I hate gay people or whatever. No, not but at all. Was, I got lots of good friends yeah. who are gay, but my opinion is no as well. Yeah, because I I don't support. having a different
0: opinion from somebody doesn't mean hate. Yeah, it's just ridiculous.
1: It's but <laughs> that's obviously where people uh, get it wrong. Because yeah, that's my opinion. That look, I don't support that life choice, and
0: uh, it's also the position of the Bible. Yeah, that that's where it largely comes you from. Know. Uh, my uh, my opinion agrees with the Bible, and you know I look at these kinds of issues through the glasses of being a Christian. I get that, I understand that, and mm. uh, and, and so as a person of faith, that's the position that I take. Um, <coughs> I also have uh, an, an opinion on the issue that is outside of what mm. the Bible says, where I actually believe that it is you know the purpose of law is to cre- is, is to is for the benefit of society. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, on a situation, on, 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 a, on, a, on a question such as this one, we should make good laws that build good society. Mm-hmm. And good society, you know, every single study that is out there will tell you that good society is built on strong families mm-hmm. and that the ideal is that children are raised by their biological father and their biological mother. Now, we can't always reach that ideal, but to actually legislate against that ideal is a problem. Yeah. You know, we should, we should aspire to it. This is, why, this is why, you know, the government gets involved in marriage in the first place, which mm-hmm. is a religious ceremony. Mm-hmm. Um, certainly secular people have taken over and it's like, yeah, go for it. Great. It's, marriage is fantastic. You want to take something that belongs to us and use it for yourselves? More than happy for you to do so. But um, <clears throat> don't deny the fact that this is uh, a religious ceremony and, y- y- you know, based only in religion. Um, yeah. Wow. Historically. Mm-hmm. Uh, many different religions, of course. But, um, yeah, we're sidetracked. How do we get sidetracked onto that? So you cop some heat? Yeah, hate? yeah, yeah. You cop some heat for that one, Lord. <laughs> Essentially,
1: um, <laughs> uh, you know, from my motorbiking days, I have a lot of, you know, Sort of secular friends on Facebook, and, and one of these guys was a uh, he was a you know really prominent journalist in the motorcycle world, and he was constantly writing these things on Facebook um, about the whole gay marriage vote, but it was very anti Christian, um, mm-hmm. like you know swearing and calling us supporters of pedophilia and all these crazy stuff. So I just wrote a message to the guy saying like, hey, look, man, like we when we're not like that. Um, and essentially, he wrote a post about me um, that reached thousands and thousands of people, just slamming me as a crusading, Bible-bashing gay hater. And it was the worst. <laughs> it sucked. Um, but we're going to talk more um, about persecution right after this. <laughs> Still Welcome back to Faith FM and as we uh, continue on with our encounter of God, I just want to mention like uh, that song right there, Sandra Renton and All of Me. It was a very fitting song because that's sometimes what it takes to... To follow Christ. It does um, indeed, especially in times of persecution. It takes
0: especially all of you, you. <laughs> especially when you're getting smashed. so I should just uh, remind our listeners that um, Lawson um, is a former uh, six-time champion of Motor- motorcycle racing. Motorcycle racing yeah. here in Australia was racing internationally, so yeah, big part of the mo- motorcycle scene. <laughs> yeah. And then to get slammed globally, yeah, um, by one of the most prominent motorcycle journalists, yeah. That would be pretty tough.
1: It was it was heavy. It really, it was it was really hard um, because basically, essentially, what happened? This is what happened. This guy was writing all this stuff um, about anti Christian stuff. And I was like, look, whatever. Like, it's your opinion. You can say whatever you want. This is this is Facebook. Um, but then he came and he, he made this this post and it was like, gay marriage hasn't gone through, and it's all Christianity's fault. Aka, and he said it's all right-wing Christianity's fault. Aka, the people who support um, the Catholic Church molesting children, and I was like, that is so out of line. Like yeah. that, that is like that's gutted journalism at its worst. That is neck. Who supports the Catholic Church molesting children? The
0: Catholic Church doesn't support the Catholic Church exactly. molesting children. Exactly. Like,
1: like, that's why we have a royal commission, okay? Exactly. Like, this is... No one supports that. If anything, you know, us as, you know, right-wing Christians... Mean you? We
0: like, are the ones who are stronger against this than anybody <laughs> than else. Because anyone else? We are the ones who have a commandment that says, "Thou shalt not commit adultery," which includes pedophilia within that <laughs> exactly. commandment. Exactly. So we're like, we have, we're the ones who have a moral standard that says you can't do this. Exactly. You know, from ev- an evolutionary perspective, there is no moral standard. Mm-hmm. You know, from a you know, if this guy's coming from an atheist perspective. What what standard does he come from? Exactly. You know that that it damages that it damages kids. Well. You know, from an evolutionary perspective, survival of the fittest, you know, damaging kids and the and the weaker ones being, you know, um um taken out of the gene pool, that's a positive thing, not a negative thing.
1: But isn't it funny that like most people who profess to be atheists <laughs> still have this sense inside of them that, that yes. it's wrong? Uh, oh, it's, yeah, absolutely. It's like where does where? that come oh, from? <laughs> I wonder
0: I wonder. That comes from God. That's where that comes from. But, that's the way they were created.
1: Yeah, anyway, continuing on, like I just um I I was like Getting really heated about this I was thinking about it a lot And, and um, I don't know Since a young age Because of like My status as a motorbike rider I, I learnt like oh, You know You don't affiliate yourself With anything politically You will put yourself out there Because you want to be liked By everyone But you know I'd become a Christian By this time And I was like dude this is so wrong so you know but I, I didn't want to stand
0: up and be counted
1: yeah but I didn't want to go and like you know start saying things to him publicly I was like no nah, just talk to the guy like one on one so I messaged this guy I'm like hey private message private message and this oh, is what wow. I this is essentially what I said I was like hey um, it was really wrong what you said about Christians um, you're just slamming people like for no reason I actually said to him I'm like I don't hate you for your view I support that you support something it's like You know, you're getting behind something good for you. I don't agree with what you're saying, but to to use inaccurate information, like misinformation to slam Christians like that, um, it's not okay, and it's bad journalism. Um, Basically, I sent him three messages and every time like i sent a message he replied and every reply would be oh you're an idiot you're brainwashed all this stuff and we went back and forth um we talked a little bit about the catholic church and stuff but it was essentially it just ended with him being like you know don't talk to me again or you'll regret it or something i was like oh okay i guess i won't so i put my phone down um and i went to church because it was sabbath Anyway, I'm at church having a good time. Come home from church. I was actually at your house, Lyle. Mm-hmm. We were, this is at the in a time period I was working um, at Lyle's church that he was pastoring, and I k- came back to his place for lunch. And oh, after lunch, we we're just hanging out. And I open my phone and I have some notifications on Facebook. I'm like, what's going on? Anyway, this guy has made a post about me. Um, that opens with, like, Lawson Walters is a gay-hating, Bible-bashing crusader dude. And I was like, holy dooly. And, you know, I, I read a bit of the post. Um, and it was just about how, you know, terrible I am um, mm. as- of a person. And it was funny because he quoted me, but he didn't screenshot anything I said. Um, he just, you know, took little quotes out and he's like, look, Lawson Walters hates gay people and, and all this stuff. And by the time I saw it...
0: Um so rather than, rather than engaging in uh, journalism, he's just engaged in online bullying. Yeah. And, and, and this was a lot of what that uh, whole campaign was about. You know, mm. if, you, if, you, if you think back to there, my goodness, if you supported the no vote, talk about bullying. There was no actual enga- engagement or arguments that were being put mm. forward or very few. It was, um, it was just all about hate and bullying.
1: And, uh, yeah, I just – by the time I saw it, it had been up for, h- like, less than half an hour. Mm-hmm. And by that time, it already had 500 likes. Um, you know, it reached 5,000 people. And it had 300 comments. And it was, like, crazy to see the comments. Half of the comments were people just like, oh, wow, that guy sounds like an idiot and, and you know, it's a terrible person. And the other half of the comments were people saying um, – People commenting, like the people that I know tagging other people I know in, you know, in the comments of this status to see like, oh man, is this Lawson Walters now? Is he a gay hating Bible bashing crusader? And oh man, I like saw it and I just freaked out and I messaged the guy straight away. And I was like, I I just said to him straight up, I was like, you know, you know what you're doing is wrong. Mm. Um, You're using your influence to slam me. To, to slander my name, I just come to you in private message. I didn't say anything hateful towards you. I didn't, you know. What
0: are gay people? I mean, I've got lots of gay friends. You've got lots of gay friends. Yeah. We don't hate we, gay we people. We know gay
1: people. This I God's know gay people. Like, we f- love gay people. Of course we do. You know, we don't we, we don't support their life decisions, but we love them because they're people.
0: Yeah. We love people. I don't care what, what a person is as far as becoming my friend, well, or being my friend is, and, mm. and uh, you know, my friends who are gay will testify to that. It's... And yeah, that was just a heavy, heavy
1: experience. And he ended up deleting the post, um, luckily, because um, I think he could see like, oh, wow, well, probably actually did the did the wrong thing here. Because yeah. um, this guy, this guy's a published journalist. Like he's working in the you know the biggest magazines in Australia. Um, that you know the biggest motorcycle motorsport journalism in Australia. Um, and he's going on. He's using Facebook to call me out, like, and tell everyone that I'm a. Gay-hating, Bible-bashing crusader, and yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, but it's good that you know I've sort of moved on with that, and I I know now to be more cautious. Um, I've I've learnt my lesson, and the lesson is not to not stand up for my faith, um, but it's to hey, be what? a little bit more cautious.
0: Fight the battles that you can win. Choose yeah. your battles wisely is always mm. a, is always a good um, is always a good choice. But also, there is a time to stand up and be counted. Yeah, and, for sure. Uh, and you did do that. You know, even though you got an um, incredible amount of backlash and bullying, you stood up and were counted and people do know where you stand mm. on the issue, even though that has been advertised in a very poor way. Yeah, um, yeah, and and I guess, um, you know, from my own perspective, talking about persecution, um, we've never, you know, we've never faced persecution like, uh, yeah, say, for instance, um, you're fine on Tortured for Christ in Romania and yeah, like that. It's just, you know, what we face here is is small. But spending ten years in self-supporting work, you you definitely see a um, a, a level of bigotry mm. and assumptions that people make about you. Um, and of course, this is back in the nineteen nineties, um, simply because you're not employed by a mainstream church, mm. and people will work off those assumptions and 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 come to the worst conclusions about you simply because of uh, of your employment. Yeah, wow. Which is not based on anything that you believe, it's not based on anything that you've taught. Mm. Um they can't produce a shred of evidence and yet all of this stuff is just being spread around all over the place. Mm. Um thankfully of course that was before the days of um of social face- media, uh, social yeah. media and Facebook and uh um <clears throat> but I've certainly been there and experienced just uh phenomenal levels of bigotry. It's just it's just um amazing what human beings can do. The lesson out of this is for all of us, you, me, and our listeners, is never to be a persecutor. Always give people the benefit of the doubt. Remember that people are human beings and people have feelings and uh, and we need to be Christian in everything. This is Sila. Be Thou My Vision. Mm-hmm.
1: Listening to Faith FM, positively different radio.
0: They're living far longer and far happier than most people in the world, and now their secret's out. Six regions have been identified as blue zones, places where people experience holistic health, and it's doing them a lot of favors. So do yourself a favor and come along to the free Rethink Health workshops where we will explore six. Core principles of health and longevity proven through the blue zones at the Swansea Center Sunday, October 7, October 14, and October 21st from 5 p.m. is where you'll find us. For more information, call 0402 528 869 or search for the Rethink Health event on Facebook.
3: I have lost my appetite. And the flood is welling up behind my eyes So I eat the tears I cry And if that were not enough They know just the words to cut and tear and prod When they ask me where's your God Why are you downcast, oh my soul? Why so disturbed within me? I can remember when you showed your face to me. As it deer pants for water, so my soul thirsts for you. And when I Behold your glory, you so faithfully renew Like a bed of rest For my fainting flesh I am satisfied in you When I'm staring at the ground it's an inbred feedback loop that brings me down So it's time to lift my brow And remember better days When I love to worship you in all your ways With the sweetest songs of praise why are you downcast oh my soul why so disturbed within me i can remember when you showed your grace to me as a deer pants for water so my soul thirsts for you and when i survey your splendor you so faithfully renew like a bed of rest for my fainting flesh I am satisfied in you let my sighs give way The songs that sing about your faithfulness suffer in my place and to tell me that I'm safe so why am I down why so disturbed I am satisfied I am satisfied in you. I am satisfied in you. I am satisfied in you. I am satisfied.
0: It was the Sing Team with Satisfied Renew, Psalms 42 here on Faith FM. We have come to question of the day. What is our... Oh, before we get to the question of the day, Lewis is reminding me we, nobody has yet snapped up the quiz. It's a bit of a hard one today. Yeah. You're looking for a minor prophet. Yes. One of the minor prophets from the Old Testament. Okay, what's our clue? All right,
1: so our next clue is, I was written by a man married to an adulteress.
0: I'll go one step further than that. Oh, okay. She was not just an adulteress. Yes, she was a prostitute. Oh, there you go. She was the daughter of a prostitute. Mm-hmm. This was generational. This was someone he married out of the brothel. <laughs> now that would <laughs> that would that gig. would <clears throat> that would create quite the uh, quite the scandal. Yeah, and that was the whole reason for it. Mm. <clears throat> okay, now, Question of the day.
1: Question of the day. What do we got? So, our question for today is, how how does God
0: judge dead babies? Why is it? Why, why is it that people have this impression that somehow Lyle must be God because Lyle can tell what God does in all of these kinds of situations. Okay, I am not God. The Bible has very little to say on this subject. Uh, I, cannot, I cannot give you an answer as to how God judges dead babies. I can give you some indications. I can give you some principles, um, and that's what I'll share with you. But the long and the short of it, when it comes to judging people and when it comes to deciding who's saved and who's lost, that is God's decision. It is not my decision. I can't go there. Uh, We can simply look at the character of God, and from that we can then deduce maybe this is how God deals with this particular situation. Uh, When you get to heaven, you can find out who it was, that God saved and who it was that God did not save. And you can ask the questions as to how God made those different decisions. Okay, so the first thing that we're going to look at is found in Psalms chapter 87 and verse 6. And it says this, The Lord will count when he writes up the people. In other words, when God writes the book of life, this is what he's talking about, when God is judging, the Lord will take into account that this person was born there. So we know this. When God is judging people, he takes into account the circumstances in which they were born. Mm. Now we have two categories of here. We have, of course, some babies that, were, um, that died before they were born, some that were still born, some that died when they were still babies. Um, <coughs> and the pr- same principle applies across the board. God takes into account the circumstances under which a person is born. That's the first principle. Okay, the next thing that we're going to look at is found in Acts chapter 17. So we've been studying the book of Acts. We read this a little while ago. Acts chapter 17. (coughs) And, uh, oops, that's John 17. Let's go to Acts. It might work better. (laughs) Verse 30, Acts 17 and verse 30, where it says this. And the times of this ignorance, now here he's talking obviously to adults, not babies, but he says the times of this ignorance God winks at, but now commands all men everywhere to repent. The principle behind it is very simple. God turns a blind eye to those things that we do not know, and when he reveals things to us, then he expects us to follow those things Mm -hmm. that he has revealed to us. Okay, that's a fairly simple principle. And if we were to take that principle and apply it to babies, they don't actually know anything as far as what we can tell. Now, um, that's going on our memories of being babies. Okay, so if babies don't know anything, then... um, The indication here is that God turns a blind eye to uh, their situation, particularly an unborn child. Hmm. And I'm thinking of uh, you know somebody that uh, dies before they're born or they're stillborn. The next thing that we're going to look at is found in the book of James. We're going to turn over to James chapter four (coughs) and verse seventeen. There's a principle here that the Bible outlines. James, where's James gone? James chapter four. And verse 17, where it simply says this, Therefore to him that knows to do good and does not do it, to him it is sin. For something to be sin, you actually have to know that it's something that is wrong. This is the principle Mm -hmm. that the Bible teaches. And so the question that goes through my mind is is, is really this. How How much does a baby know? of how much are they aware of what is right and what is wrong and when do they become aware now I've had children and I know that they become aware of right and wrong at a very young age how does God deal with that I don't know the answers to these questions I'm not God but I do know when I get to heaven you can ask God I can ask God we can have those answered and I'm pretty confident we're going to be happy
5: Knock me down and drag me Took all the freedom I wanted, gave me something else instead. Blew my mind, it bled me dry, it hid me like a long goodbye. Nobody here knows better than I that it's a good thing. Love is a good thing. It'll fall like rain on your parade, laugh at the plans that you tried to Wear you down till your heart just breaks And it's a good thing Love is a good thing It'll wake you up in the middle of the night It'll take just a little too much it burn you like a cinder till you're tender Down and swallow your whole, it'll make your blood run hot and cold like a thief in the night. It'll steal your soul, and that's a good thing. Love is a good thing. Follow you down to the ruins of the great divide. Open the wounds that you tried to hide. There in the rubble of the heart that died, you'll find a good thing. So love is a good thing.
0: listening to Andrew Peterson with Love is a Good Thing. And speaking of Andrew, Andrew, but not Andrew Peterson, but Andrew from South Australia has nailed the quiz. Awesome. One of our most obscure quizzes and he has it right there. So congratulations to Andrew from South Australia. Prize coming your way. All right, so what have we got for our uh, free gift today there? Oh, by the way, we should mention
1: that the answer was Hosea. We probably should yeah, mention that. Yeah. Yeah. So the answer was Hosea, Yes. And uh, Lyle <laughs> got it not straight away, um, but a little bit after. But it's good. Good to hear that someone
0: uh, someone answered it. Got it before the second clue, anyway. Got it Happy. off the first clue. All right. So what do we got for uh, our giveaway today, Lawson? So today we've been talking a lot about <coughs> persecution
1: um, and how, like, yeah, it's it's. It's a thing, it's it's prevalent, it does exist, um, you know, it, it existed way back in Paul's day, it exists now, and it exists to different levels and degrees, and right here I have a book called God's Holy Word, Is It Still Worth Dying For?
0: Mm, That's interesting.
1: Yeah, so this is this is like a, an awesome book, um, a little blurb here on the back, it says, researchers say at least 10,000 different religions exist around the world, just one of those, Christianity is divided further than that. Um the Bible speaks of only one God and one church. So why does the world's nearly seven billion worship thousands of God and ten thousand churches? Um, so it sort of builds up this like, oh man, there's all there's so many different churches. Uh, but then it, you know it goes on to talk about like you know the holy man of God who you know not only in the Bible but you know reformers and people in our history. Um, Why were they, you know, if there's so many religions, why were they so willing to put their neck on the line for -hmm. for true Christianity? Um, And not only that, you know, the Bible, you look at people like uh, John Wycliffe, um, the guy who, you know, translated the Bible and and was persecuted by that. Um, If you want a a copy,
0: give us a call. 1-800-324-843 is our number or text us on 0491 064 669 and it is yours for free. Also, don't forget, if you'd like to study the Bible, give us a call.